Hey, this is Simeon from uh, Monument City, fan of Everton. Welcome to the DU football show, and uh, Graham's going to have no kind of college fun left after this. Yeah, for neither one of the children. Nope. <laughs> what, a $700 loss, this? Uh, that was a $700 loss, yes, mm. sir. little extra sting is my bet hit as your bet missed. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It? We got 20 fucking games to talk about, Killer. We do, We and some other shit, too. Well, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way is the deeply despaired Samuel Graham. Sammy, how are we doing today? I almost asked my wife for eyeliner so I could go emo today. <laughs> that does not surprise me. That was a tough one this weekend, wasn't it? Uh, heartbreaking. You know, it Heartbreaking, but not necessarily unexpected. Yeah. Well. Uh, when as soon as I saw the uh, the back three that we uh, decided to put out, I knew that it would be an uphill battle. You know, if only somebody on injury time had said you were going to lose, like me. Hmm. We're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. I know we have a few new listeners this week, so. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to us and tell us what you think. Sammy, should anybody want to reach out and chat with us, how can they do that? Uh, you can send all your hate mail to at Whiskey Sam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. We're at Do You Football Show on all the social medias. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then Do You Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. A lot of communication this weekend. It was awesome. Oh, it was great. great. We had a lot like, of fun. A lot of stuff on Twitter. A lot of stuff on the uh, DU show page. Yep. Like a lot of a lot of fun. That's we we want that every week. Yeah. That would, that's just great. Uh, and I think the highlight was probably giving David Geckel all of his shit for leads. Oh yeah, that one was uh, the best. <laughs> that was that was, that was the best. So it's like absolutely we're, right. We're, we're rooting for you now. Now win, so you come up with the proper hatred your club richly deserves. Like, yeah. Oh shit, you're playing the bottom two teams. You're gonna fuck it right off. Well, the, yeah. The the best part about it was he and I. He doesn't know the both of us together very well. Right. And it was full on us playing off of each other's <laughs> shit talking yeah, just- and the full sixteen years of unbridled love and affection we have for one another all being funneled into hatred for <laughs> someone like, else and another thing and you didn't know and i'm gonna tell you and this is gonna be and hana hana yeah <laughs> that's he all it was he didn't even have time to respond it was brilliant <laughs> oh so funny. so funny all right same and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so as the red-blooded americans we are we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show, we are still on a gin kick because it's still warm outside. So, Sammy, what are we drinking today? All right. We have some sort of lovely raspberry cocktail that you came up with. Yep. Um, I have to get you to tell me about that in a little bit. But uh, the base spirit is Citadel Gin. Uh, comes in at 88 proof. 
Uh, it is made from naked flame distillation, which basically mm-hmm. means that it was made in a cognac still um, with an open fire burning underneath of it, which is how cognac is done. Yep. That's um, the uh, Pierre Ferrand people who we've drank before. We've yep. drank their cognac before. This is their gin. Absolutely. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. Um, so this one comes in, uh, like I said, at 88 proof and will be $19.99 to $24.99 on the shelf, namely because they own the still. They're not renting it or paying it off from anybody, so they can keep the price relatively low. Yeah. It's a cognac still, so they can make a really nice crafted gin at yep. a cheap price because there's no fucking overhead. Absolutely. Uh, it also comes with a ton of botanicals, and the juniper kind of toned down, um, like we talked about with Hendrix a few weeks ago. Uh, very new style of craft gin making, where new being relative, that Hendrix pretty much invented, where the juniper is toned way down. Still has juniper, mm-hmm. the only legal necessary botanical to be a gin. But this one uses juniper, of course. Almond, iris root, fennel, anise, <coughs> paradise grain, orange peel, cardamom, violet, Lemon peel, coriander, kubub. Don't know what the fuck that is. It's a root. Uh, c- that kind of looks like S- it. similar to similar to quinine. It kind of looks like a silly little elephant. <laughs> uh, cassia, licorice, savory. It's a flavor. Nutmeg, angelica, cumin, and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot going on there. Nineteen different botanicals but in this one. Almost <laughs> as complicated as me. Yeah, I definitely want to snort of that. Yeah. What's and what? what's what's interesting on that, Sam, <laughs> for that gin in particular, it's right around the same price as all the industry leaders. So yeah. like Tanqueray, Bombay, Bombay yeah, yeah, like yeah. uh, uh Beefeater, all those guys. And it's a really lovely gin and it's a really affordable price. Yeah. It's very good. Um a lot you can do with it. You can play with it. Uh, any of those botanicals you could highlight or do something with. Um, uh, to be honest with you, the way it smells, and especially with all the roots in it, um, you could definitely make a good vegetal martini, like a rosemary and thyme martini, mm-hmm. or you know, cucumber, rosemary, and lime. It would be excellent. Has the legs to hang with the Negroni and all that kind of stuff. So, um, the rosemary and thyme, I said lime, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's one of those things, it's one of those things that... Um, if you see a bottle of it, uh, just personal opinion, give it a try. It's a, it's a really fuck good gin at a really fuck good price. Yeah, definitely. Check that out. And uh, why don't you tell us about the cocktail you made? I, I get a load of raspberry on it. It's it's a fantastic little drink. Close on raspberry. It's actually blackberry. Um, so what I did was the Citadel gin. Uh, Fresh the, blackberries. Yes. I did the dry, uh, the orange dry from uh, Polar. Okay. Uh, then I also did a little bit of lemon juice. A little bit of a blackberry syrup. So it was fresh blackberries we had gotten from a friend of ours uh, that came up from North Carolina for the party last week. Yeah. Cooked that down in brown sugar instead of white sugar. So equal parts brown sugar, water, and then the blackberries and just let it cook down, mashed them out, strained it, and had a blackberry syrup. There you go. And uh, a little soda water to give it fizz. Yep. And maybe a wee bit of the bucky. What? There's a little bit of Bucky in this, baby. Oh, good. That'll actually help me uh, lift myself up from the weekend. <laughs> yes. I thought I tasted cocaine. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you who do not know what the Bucky is, Buckfast is basically uh, Mad Dog 2020 on crack. It's Scottish crack yeah. made by the English. Yeah. Made by monks in England, <laughs> yes. actually. And it is, it, is <laughs> a, it is a favorite of ours, even though it tastes like utter and complete crap. So, Sammy, the name of this drink I am calling is the Carrion. <laughs> the carriers, because after you drink it, fuck, fuck all who really, really matter. matter. <laughs> That's it. What else should we be doing, Sammy? Uh, we should also drink responsibly, um, which we probably won't do tonight. No, oh, with the Bucky. Oh hell no, we're starting a fist fight with like a deer or something. Hey, so- Mel, mm-hmm. tonight. 
Leave the chickens alone. No, s- stay in your lane. Because <laughs> after half this picture, I might just jab a cunt. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a good show, kids. Let's do it, guys. All right. And I will go ahead and mute since you have what fifty games to cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty something much like that. Also, make sure you check out that YouTube video. <laughs> oh yeah, Buckfast Rhapsody. Sorry. We're, we'll we'll put that on the uh, DUFC yeah. page, the Dark Knight FC page, definitely. To get the joke that I just made, you need to listen to that song. <laughs> just and if you're if hey Sam, if you're a Patreon listener, you do uh, would know about this song because we played it a few episodes back. And we how do did. you? How do you find out about our Patreon, Sammy? <laughs> you go on www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show uh, and just pick a tier. $5 or up, you get all the extra content. A dollar, you get a sticker. Excellent. Uh, the bottom of the table is as close as it can be. One side has determined its fate. Last year's top side in the championship is now going down. Four teams still fighting for two spots of safety. Chris, Smokey, and the Iron Nation the world is officially coming to an end. We are leading with those hammers two weeks in a row. West Ham four, Norwich nil, Burnley one, West Ham nil, Watford two, Norwich one, Watford two, Newcastle one, Villa two, hey, a win, Palace nil, Bournemouth four, Leicester one. Um, Mr. Uh, Michael Antonio, stand up and be fucking counted, son. So he... <laughs> Coming into this game, he had four goals for the season. How many did he have in this game? Four. <laughs> he doubled his count in one game. Absolutely brilliant. It's it's one of those, he's a, the type of player that David Moyes jerks off to. This yeah. is the kind of player. <laughs> and the only person that David Moyes jerks off to. <laughs> exactly. He, he works very hard. He's not especially technically gifted, um, but he, he works hard, always has a positive attitude. His entire demeanor is infectious and and good on him. He he had a, a hell of a game. I think three of the four goals were headers. That that third goal that was a header, that just antithesizes what you say about like the work ethic. He's running, the keeper blocks the ball, goes up into the air, he heads it over top of the keeper and runs and watches it go into the back of the yeah, net. Yeah, and watched it right back into the back. And it was a, a terrible attempt at a finish from his huh. foot the, that led it to pop up into the air in he, general. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> And then as the keeper was laying on the ground, having saved it yep. with his feet, he, it popped up in the air. Great reactions. Kept with his run. And bang, right in the back of the net, held off the defender trying to get to the line as well. Just like we talked about the week before, he gets fouled. He doesn't sit there on the ground and bitch and whine about it. He jumps up, starts running towards goal. Next thing you know, he's scoring a goal. You know, it just... Yeah. the I... Not necessarily the talent that West Ham needs to get them over the finish line, but certainly the effort West Ham needs right now to get them over the well, finish I'd, line. I'd say four goals in a game is very talented. Yeah, amazing. So long, Norwich. We hardly knew you. You came up. You beat City. Well, here's the thing. You're going back down. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> as, as a neutral between these two teams, and I guess you can call me somewhat of a broadcaster since we do this, <laughs> um, this was Norwich's season in microcosm. Right, they started decent. They fell apart. They played decent for five more minutes, and then continued to fall apart worse than they did the first time. Yeah, and that's what it's been the entire season for them. It's been up and down um, within every single ninety minutes. The only complete ninety minutes they put together was against City that one game. Um, mix in real quick because we'll talk about Watford in a moment. But mix in their loss to Watford. They took a one nil lead in that game. Yep, 
managed to lose two to one. Yeah. Just that has been that's been them all year. Um, apparently, I heard uh, <laughs> over the weekend they had a plan when Daniel Farka was was brought in. They had a plan to come up within X number of years, right? Mm-hmm. Add to their team appropriately over time. It's not a very rich club. Right, of course. Uh, add to their team this way, that way, you know, what have you. And come up after two, three seasons, whatever it was. Well, he got them up quickly. Right. And they weren't prepared to spend the money. And luckily they didn't because a club like them would have been in real trouble with COVID, right? Oh, absolutely. But with that came their team not being fucking good enough. Period. Just Mm. at the end of the day, they weren't fucking good enough. They had that initial rush of adrenaline. We're in the fucking Premier League in the first two, two, maybe a eh, month and a half, two months. Yeah. And they played well. They got a couple Took a of few cr- scalps. Yeah. Got a couple of crazy wins, a couple draws here or there. And then the reality set in of, oh, fuck, we're in the Premier League. Then January happened. Yep. And they <laughs> got the shit kicked out of them on a very regular basis. And West Ham are not a particularly good team. Smokey and Chris aren't going to hate me for saying that. No, they haven't been very good at all this year. They know it, too. Yeah. And for West Ham to put Norwich to the sword like this really shows where Norwich is as a football club. Also huh. shows why we probably why we couldn't, not probably, we couldn't find a supporter for them to be on this show. Uh, there's apparently a bunch on Twitter, just none of them like to answer the tweets. Like, well, there's a Baltimore one, there's a D.C. one, and I, I tried to reach out to them. So. There you go. Fuck them. They went back down. You, um, you mentioned teams that go up and go down. There was a team that seesawed a lot like that, and they figured out a way to slowly but surely build up their coffers, and it's worked for them, and that's Burnley. Burnley, yep. Burnley is, and Sean Dyche has been at the helm the whole time. They had uh, three or four years in a row where they went up, went down, went up, went down, went up, went down, and they didn't spend a ton of money. They spent it wisely. They bought the right guys. They put them on big contracts. Like Everybody's like, oh, Norwich, um, who's going to get uh, Buendia? Buendia's on a four-year deal. Wendy ain't yep. fucking going anywhere. Nope. They, they D- Daniel Fark is not going anywhere. The manager's not going anywhere. No. He um I, I heard on a, on another show, it was very funny. Uh he went in and then was asked after a meeting that he had with the board, and they were like, So are you going uh did you get sacked? What happened? Are you going anywhere? Or what's going he was like, Well, I bought a house. <laughs> so, well, if that's all you have to do to keep a job yeah. after being such shit all season. I <laughs> own property. Yeah, well, I'm here. I mean, I just bought a house five minutes away. <laughs> so, you know, you would think the Hammers were safe, but then Watford went off and won two in a row. Right. You know? Yeah. What's going on uh, get, there? Get ready. This is going to be a theme. <laughs> yeah. Well, high-flying Newcastle come crashing down to earth, right? Uh, I mean, well, they ran into the buzzsaw that is uh, Sir scores a lot at Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, but before that, they had their their. I'm just talking about specifically. Oh the, yeah, they the were two on, one they loss. Were, they what two two four four goal games in a row. Yeah, they were on a little um, roll. They were on fire, huh. and and what it was this game wasn't it that Danny Welbeck had his uh, overhead kick. Uh no, that was the two. Uh, the, no, the, that was the other one. The Norwich one was the overhead the, kick. The, the, yeah. the, uh, the Newcastle <laughs> I can't one. Keep all this shit straight. The, the Newcastle one was the two very soft penalties that uh, Dean right. put yeah, away. Yeah, the, 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 well, that, two that, soft penalties, but then two very hard fucking penalties. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah, we're not saying they were soft by Deeney. Fat Drake <laughs> fucking ripped them through the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but they were soft fouls, and there's a lot of rumor mill going on that apparently back when Norwich had gone, I mean, not when Newcastle had first gone down, the uh, first time they went down to uh, 
um, the championship yeah. that a bunch of Villa supporters were in their building holding up signs that said, like, ha-ha, you can't shit going down, blah, 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 like, being really so... So right. now the conspiracy theory is maybe, just maybe, Newcastle made sure there was a little extra oomph underneath the Watford sales that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, they had... So in the Watford-Norwich game, you yeah. had... Um, and and I would I would... I wouldn't believe it if it wasn't for the fact that they're owned by Mike Ashley and anything is fucking possible when you're owned by Mike Ashley. Absolutely. <laughs> the the only thing that we need to mention from the, the what for Norwich game was the overhead kick. Yeah, beautiful. Everything else was absolute garbage in that, in that game. Was um, that kind of like the forthcoming of the apocalypse for you to see Denny Welbeck hit an overhead kick and be like, oh, yes. man, it's all going to go wrong for me at Arsenal? I, you know what? I felt good for him. I felt like that was the positive <laughs> change that 2020 needed right. to get things moving. And then it all just came the crashing weekend down. happened. Yeah, <laughs> it all came crashing right back down again. Um, so that, yeah, that I mean, that's really. I'm tired of talking about Norwich, so we don't need to talk about that game. Nope. Uh, but that was a brilliant goal. So you know, back to back two to one wins for Watford. You would think they had done enough, but then Villa won. But then Villa won. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Again, Sam. There's a theme. <laughs> Fucking, but I tell you, Sam, this was the one we all of us kind of collectively circled and went, oh, yeah, this is going to be the game. Like, if Villa's going to have yes. any chance, this is the one. This is the one they gotta win. Definitely. Um, and they were, they were value. Um, and they look good. They, not they to be overshadowed by the pre match bullshit, uh, because that doesn't deserve the limelight. It's right, going to have its own little piece at the end. We'll here. talk about that at the end. Um, yeah, but uh, but really decent, decent game from Villa. They they pretty much dominated the game. Yeah, uh, Wilfred Zaha had a few chances. Uh, Benteke had a couple of chances, but other than that, Villa were in control. In, in my opinion, and when Trezeguet they had, had chances, two good goals. Yeah, Pepe came up uh, was big for the task. Yep, you know? absolutely. He was he was much equal to it. Mings, Mings and Kansa looked real good in the... Looked uh, staunch like they did mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. Yep. They stood on their heads yep. uh, a bit uh, And that was time time. because, um, oh God, I forget the other... Uh, Kansa normally plays on the outside. He had to slide into the middle. I'll uh, start with a house. House, is it? Howerhan. No, 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 no. Not, no. That's the no. midfielder. <laughs> You're talking about Courtney, the defender? Courtney House. Courtney, oh, that's his yeah. name, bro. Yeah, yeah. Courtney yeah. House. And it's Hoss. Hoss. <laughs> okay, yeah. He, uh, no, he I think went it's down. Pronounced I, I was going. Hey. I call him Hoss. Yeah. Hoss. <laughs> he went down right before the game starts, so yep. Kanza had to slide middle, and they played a hell of a match. I mean, it was it, it, it's good. Now you would think, Melissa, that that was yes. good enough, right? That would be good enough. But no, Bournemouth went off and won as well. What? <laughs> Three weeks ago, we're talking about how none of them want to win. They're all fucking. They're all camping out. Nobody gives a shit. And this weekend. All of them. Well, I'm everybody. Just, I'm all worried, the goals. I'm all worried, the winning. Yeah, I'm worried if this is like everyone did their last. Every time a team is near relegation or gets relegated. There's the last gasp. They have that last hoorah in the Premier League. Or right. they were just listening to your show. <laughs> and you, you lit a fire under their asses. Could be. Yeah, um, yeah, Jack Jack Grealish, known listener of the show. Yeah, <laughs> well, Jack, in that case, well, apparently um, Dominic Solanke, known theater, listener of the show. Jesus Christ! Theater school, Jack. I can give you a few pointers when you want to be all dramatic with your falls because yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty sad. Did she accuse one of her own players of oh, diving? Wait, there's well. absolutely with the foot and then the arms and they flailed back and it was just like, oh, come on, dude, that was just bad. Well, in the next segment, we can explain. 
that he was given proof positive that that works because it worked <laughs> against his team. Yeah. So yeah. he probably figured, what the fuck? I'll have a go. I'll, I'll try do that to anyway. Let me say I'm going to pull a Bruno and see how that works out. So Vardy obviously opened the scoring in the Bournemouth game. And from there, you think, here we go again. one nothing halftime. Bournemouth Honestly, I walked away from the game. Yeah. I walked away. I had to go back to the game because there was a shit ton of... I was like, the fuck all these what goals What just happening? happened? Yeah. Um, lose, and then... Losing Nathan Ake. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Here comes the floodgates. Oh, it's, it's over now. Now, Q, we don't have it. This is just me saying it. Right. Cue the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. Yeah. As Casper Smeichel kicked the ball into the back of Wilfred and Didi. <laughs> and, and Didi then, in recovery, brings down Callum Wilson for a penalty, uh, which uh, Junior Stanislav's uh, dispatched brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than a minute later. <laughs> Goal. Dominic Solanke. First time in, I think the stat I heard was 791 days uh, between his first Premier League goal <laughs> and this goal. A little uh, foreshadowing. Uh, there was on Twitter a picture of Solanke stats. One goal, two assists. And next to it, Tim Howard stats. One goal, two assists. Nice. Problem. Tim Howard? Is a goalkeeper. It's goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Dominic Solanke's a forward that a plays forward. fairly often. Yeah, and <laughs> and so Solanke scored. Casper Michael should have saved, right? Yep. So then, Colin Wilson goes to get the ball. Suyunchu was kind of standing over the ball in the goal. Wilson pushes him. Suyunchu falling back into the net, lashes out, kicks the fuck. Out of Callum Wilson. Mm-hmm. Cue the Curb Your Enthusiasm music again <laughs> as Lester go down to 10 men. <laughs> straight red. End of story. What to worry about? Uh, straight straight red. Bye-bye for the rest of the season. Not like your team doesn't desperately need you right now because you're trying to hold on to a Champions League spot. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. They'll be yeah. all right. West Morgan will do a fine job, I'm sure. This is <laughs> FC Lester David because <laughs> shortly thereafter, there was a fucking own goal. Yep. Junior Stanislas again. Decent strike. More of a cross. Johnny Evans goes to block it. Hits off his heel on his right boot. Yep. Catches Casper Schmeichel wrong-footed. <laughs> yep. Bottom corner. 3-1 to Bournemouth. <laughs> and then the guy that has only scored twice in 791 days scored for a second time in 17 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking brilliant. It was... It, if it was written by Larry David himself, it couldn't have been any better. It was absolutely fantastic. I walked away from the game also and then laughed my tits off when I saw this <laughs> in the highlights. I actually watched these set of highlights three times. But it was also, also probably great for you because you had just had the 1-1 draw to Lester too that probably left a real sour taste in oh, your yeah. mouth. Oh, yeah, and so to see them capitulate like this was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> also probably makes you a little angry. You're like, where the fuck was this team against right, us? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah, well, no, we happened to us. Again, that's what happened. But th- this was uh, very funny. Very I- fun. It really put a... A nice cherry on top of the weekend of football for me. So West Ham and Watford are even on points, and they're in 16th and 17th. 18th is uh, Bournemouth on um, a point ahead of uh, a Villa. Villa. Just three points on. back from safety. Right. Um, and then I think the closest, they are four goals back from um, Watford, I Watford, believe. Watford, yes, it's yeah. Watford. So um, this obviously could come into play with goal differential mm-hmm. uh, should they end up tying at the end of the season. However, we have the worry of on Friday, 
there is a West Ham Watford game. Could be a draw. Could be a gentleman's agreement. And that is exactly what I'm about to get to right here. Yep. So the four teams, these are their last three matches for each of them. Uh, West Ham is Watford, Man United, and Villa for the final game of the season. Watford is obviously West Ham, City, and Arsenal. So not so easy for uh, Watford. You figure there's at least one loss in there with City. At least, right? Um, <clears throat> Bournemouth find themselves playing uh, City, uh, Southampton, who should have packed it up already, but haven't and have been playing really damn good ball. So yep. that's not a guarantee for Bournemouth. And it's also a bit of a South Coast thing. So they'll be both teams will be up for it. And then they close with Everton, who Everton's already packed it up and called it a season. Apparently. Um, Villa <laughs> Villa has, I think, the easiest run of the of the the four is they have they have Everton, again, who has packed it up and called it a season. And besides do not physically have any midfielders to play midfield currently. Yeah. So that that makes <laughs> yeah. it kind of hard to play football when you don't, don't have, actually have, have a midfield. midfield. Yeah. And all your center backs are now hurt. Arguably so, the most important position on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. We just don't have any of it. We're just, you know, maybe we need to go back to the old Koeman days and pull all the number 10s out, right? And then their final game, of course, is West Ham. Very interesting setup, Sammy. Yes, it is. There are a lot of games that actually fucking mean something going into the end of the season. I don't know how the Premier League computer figures it out, but they did once again. And we have a very dramatic bottom of the table, especially when we don't have a dramatic top of the table. Well, it's because they all finally decided to fucking start playing. They yeah. haven't been for the past couple of weeks, and it's been hard to figure out. Well, um, e even then, all of that shit kept it close. I feel is like the point. I mean, I no feel normally you get three clubs at the bottom that will go on a bit of a run like Brighton has. Right. Like West Ham has. Problem is, is West Ham did it too late and the other clubs decided to also win and keep them kind of in it. Right, right. Um, but so now you, you run into a situation where everybody was shit for long enough that and they're all within four points of each other. You Precisely. go from Villa all the way up to West Ham. You're in four points of one another. And this is where we set, we called it, you know, during COVID when we were going through the remaining fixtures for each club. Yeah. Goal differential is going to play a part. Oh, I think it will. You know? And and now you're looking at Bournemouth. It's only four goals <laughs> back from Watford. Mm -hmm. Should they tie on points at the end of the season, that goal differential is going to come into play. We're going to come back to this game and think, man, them four against Leicester, right. a Champions League quality side, come on. And in the situation where we've talked about uh, West Ham and uh, Watford possibly going wink, wink, nudge, nudge, gentlemen's, here's the thing. There's two very winnable games for Villa. So yeah. that's six points. You're four points back. The other guys don't win. You're safe. Absolutely. So I would, that, say, that, I would say Watford and, and West Ham, they're going to have a go. The question is, is do you show up? Right? right. Does Villa show up? Can you bank right. on them showing up? And the other piece of that is you also, and we're not calling into the, calling into question the integrity of the two clubs by right. any means. Of course not. Um, but uh, I can't remember who it was in the World Cup. Might have been like Croatia and somebody else that was literally the most boring game of football ever played ever right. until Tottenham Bournemouth last week. Yeah, they, <laughs> that was absolutely Ooh, fucking that pitiful. Was and that's in the next side. Oh God! Thank God we're not going to talk anything about the game at all. No, you just <laughs> light that on fire, throw it right out. <laughs> the um. No, what I was going to say was, is Nigel Pearson and David Moyes, for all the shit we give the ferryman, the two of them are 
staunchly proud men and both hard men. They're both going to want to go out and win the game. Oh, yeah. They're both going to want to motivate their squads and, and do their thing. And hopefully that happens. You know, you, you'd like to see the integrity of the competition upheld in, in that regard. So who do you think uh, of the four teams, which two stay up, which two go down? I, in my heart of hearts, I still think it's going to be Bournemouth and Villa. Okay. Got um, it. Now, I would like it to be Watford instead of Villa. I think it's Bournemouth and Watford. I think Villa, because your team will soon care fuck all on the last game of the season, my team gives fuck all right now. I think they've got opportunities to get some wins. And they they finally got one. They finally scored a goal, some goals. And who, who was their third? Their other one against it's uh, us, you, and who else? Uh, West Ham, the last game of the season. And West Ham, that's going to be a massive game. Um, yeah, that's has, especially uh, if we're still right. Like, has really West close. Ham done enough? And if West Ham has done enough, will West Ham really care? If they're already safe, right? Yeah, if they're already safe, yeah. they won't care. They won't give a shit. They won't care. So we'll, we'll, it's a very, very interesting, very, very interesting three weeks. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Her team is catching us at the right time. Oh, yeah, both of us. Well, I mean, you said they still have to show up to play us. No, no they don't. Not they don't really, they don't yeah, really have right. to show uh, up. Not at all. Sam, normally all three of these uh, Thursday matches would have been in the other segments, you know, the talking about Europe or what the segment we just talked about, about the uh, battle for relegation. But uh, we're going to talk about all three of these Thursday games in one segment because... All three of them have one thing in common. Fucking VAR. VAR <laughs> gets penalty calls wrong in all three fucking games. And admitted it to their credit. That's what it, <laughs> you're, you're jumping all over the lead, killer. Sorry, I Man, don't read your notes. Man U3, Villa, I, I know you don't. It hurts my soul. Man U3, Villa nil, Bournemouth nil, Spurs nil, Everton won, South, Southampton uh, won. Uh, yeah, let's hear. Bruno Falza, Kansa. Gets a penalty. Gets a penalty, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kane has contact from a Bournemouth player. No penalty. Ward-Prowse dives into Andres Gomez. Gets a penalty. <laughs> Immediately after the Manchester United game, the Prem comes out and goes, we got all three calls wrong. <laughs> all three. Penalty calls. In one fucking day. I just fucking can't. <laughs> now, all three calls. I didn't think we were going to beat uh, Man U. But the score might not have been three zip, and those goals really those freaking goals matter, matter that, right now. That Absolutely. penalty, that penalty at that point, the game was still nil nil. And I reject and, any argument. This is payback for the seven camera miss when uh, uh, Orjan fell into the goal yes. with our ball yep. because that was payback for earlier in the season <laughs> when we got screwed on some shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a fresh screwing. <laughs> <laughs> a All right. fresh screwing. A fresh screwing. Yeah. The, this is um. You know what? It's it seems for Villa. And if you look at it in microcosm, Leicester against Bournemouth, right? Anything that could go wrong went wrong. Right. Right. Precisely. That's how Villa's been treated by VAR for the entire season. Oh yeah. Anything that can go wrong will go, go wrong. wrong. You had the one the one against Palace. Sheffield United. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that We're one falling into the goal. Right. The ball. And that was that was your one. Yeah. Everything else has completely gone against you 100% of the time. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All the time. 
100% of the time, it works 99.9% of the time, <laughs> uh, VAR. I, I just love the fact that Bruno Fernandez, who plays for Manchester United, stomped, by the way, stomped on him. Stomped on Kanza's foot. Stomped on Kanza's foot. As he stomped on Kanza's foot, did what I like to call a Luis Suarez, immediately throws his leg that he just stomped with up in the air like he had been kicked I can't even. and fell to the ground. I, somebody get me a Starbucks and an infinity scarf because I can't even right now. <laughs> my okay? boy, my boy Everett, who's a United fan, calls me the next day and he was like, he's like, you know, I was like, oh, okay, there's a penalty. And he goes, and then I watched the replay and I'm like, okay, well, they're going to call that back. So, oh, well. And then he goes, they didn't? They didn't. <laughs> yeah, but a question mark at the end. He's yeah. like, he's like, I mean. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry for Mel's team, but fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely so, ridiculous. So, so now we know why Jack did it in his game against Palace. Uh, yeah. Correct. He had direct proof this, this works. works. Yep. <laughs> nope. The VIR wasn't drunk that day. Uh, then, and so then he didn't the, get the call. The only thing uh, we will talk about the worst game of the history of the Premier League, which was Bournemouth versus uh, oh my God. Spurs, was... They VAR claimed that it was Elder Vibewell that, that tripped, Harry, tripped King. Harry King. Yeah, he ran into his own player. Problem Except is, is Nathan Aki has two hands on his back, <laughs> pushing him on the yeah. ground. It was like it was the most <laughs> obvious pass interference call that's ever ever I happened. Mean, you know what I mean? Most obvious. It was just ever. two hands right between the numbers. Bang! You're going down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. Very funny. But we got it, that wrong. It we got could, it wrong. It couldn't have happened to a better club. <laughs> um, but that game in particular was like watching fucking paint dry. Oh, it was awful. Um, I also want to say real quick, one of the worst teams in the league born with this season. Right. Tottenham didn't register a single shot on target. Jesus. Um, number one. The the last point I had about the Villa game, also Bruno Fernandes, worst attempt at a uh, at a, a, a Zizou uh, turn ever. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to step on the ball, roll it to your other foot. As you spin, roll it into your stride. Right. Spin off the player and turn. Miss the ball. Caught the player, St- and then faked an injury. Yeah, and then pretended like no, he stepped <laughs> on me. Yeah, no, very funny. Like I said, very, cl- very classic Louis Suarez. I That's just, what Suarez yeah. would do all the time for I Liverpool: go slide hard into somebody with his studs up, with his teeth then, up, and then immediately grab his ankle like he was the one that got fouled. And ninety yeah. percent of the time, he'd get the fucking call. You're like, how the fuck did that just happen? I still, if you, if you, if I didn't know anything about football, and you told me that Luis Suarez has gotten suspended three different times for biting somebody. I would think that, you know, when somebody scores and it's pouring, just pissing it down with rain. Right. And they go face first into the corner flag. Right. I would think that's how he tackled. <laughs> if that's... With just his teeth out. With just his... <laughs> no, he went studs. No, he went fangs up. Okay? <laughs> yeah, canines, canines right to the knee. Heard. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and then into the uh, the Everton match... Ward Prowse is falling, falling <laughs> into the penalty area. Andres Gomez literally stops, puts his arms in the air as Ward Prowse bounces off of him and falls down. Penalty. VAR. Penalty. You're like No, that one right, that one was a definite pen. Right, but yeah. <laughs> right after right after the game, VAR goes. Got it wrong. Got like, it. Yeah. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> you got to love it. The, the Prem comes out right after it goes, yeah, we got all three of those wrong. All fucking three. Oh, yeah. No, that was bad. No, I would say it was nice. There was a couple of uh, lovely goals, at least, in the uh, Southampton. Uh, yes. Fuck VAR. Um, there was a couple of really lovely goals in both. Uh, Danny Ings, uh, just the sheer will of I am going to fucking score and you are not going to stop me from fucking scoring goal. Yeah. 
There was that. <laughs> it didn't really know much about it, but sorted his feet out tremendously. And then uh, Everton replied. Yeah. Everton replied with a, a fairly mediocre goal, if you want to yeah. ask me. <laughs> you, you know what? What a pass. What a pass. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, honestly, it was a good control to keep it within him. Right. But it wasn't necessarily the greatest touch. It was his his ability to reshape his body and adjust on the fly appropriately to keep that shot on target. Because when he jumped and volleyed, mm-hmm. that ball was probably around his nipples. Yeah. And he kept it down mm-hmm. below the bar, even with a touch from McCarthy. Yeah. Or Ram- We're talking about Southampton game, right? Yeah, Southampton. McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy the keeper. Ramsdale stood on his head in the Leicester game, too. It's yeah. just in my head. Sorry. Um, and McCarthy still got a touch on it, and it it went uh, it still went in the back of the net. Yeah, so was, it was it was what, Luca Digne from the fifty from the midfield all the way on the far left, put it to the far right on on a string right onto Richarlison's foot, and Richarlison yeah. in the back of the net. And so if you hadn't told me about it right before it happened, before I saw it, yeah. if you hadn't told me about it when I saw that touch, I'd have been like, oh shit, this is going over. But the way in which he adjusted his body, because the touch wasn't particularly good, um, the way that he allowed the ball to bounce and bounce that high um, without taking it under complete control, the way he adjusted his body and kept the ball on target, laser-focused, hit it with power, and it was dipping. Right. It, it was absolutely oh, gorgeous, brilliant. Other than that, the but game had nothing else he, really to talk he about. almost ruined... One of the passes of the season. Oh, it was a gorgeous pass. Yeah. Now, here's here's something that's kind of funny. If that was um, Pogba to Rashford, uh, the two Robbies would be rubbing themselves on national TV. Absolutely. You know that, right? No, I'm with you. If that was De Bruyne to, uh, to Gabriel Jesus, you know, you know all three of them and Kyle would all be choking on it, right? Just like tickling the balls, choking on it, right? 100%. If that was Robertson to Salah, fucking Kyle would need to seek medical attention. Uh, for the erection in his plants that lasted over four fucking hours. The Europe spots are starting to shape up, but the biggest news actually comes from, well, you need to finish that shot. Uh, well, you didn't tell me to, so I figured I didn't need to. No, you already started drinking it, so drink your damn shot. I, I have words. Okay, words. This will be my last shot of the season. <clears throat> Why? Because oh, Villa wh- ain't losing no more. You're, uh-oh. Up the villa, bitches. Famous last words, they like to say. All right. So the biggest news, as I was saying, actually came from (laughs) off the pitch as the two-year ban to Manchester City was overturned and they are now eligible for Champions League play. Sheffield 1, Wolves 0. Wolves 3, Everton 0. Sheffield 3, Chelsea 0. Chelsea 3, Palace 2. Man U 2, U 2. Southampton 2. Arsenal one, Leicester one, Tottenham two, Arsenal one. Uh, Blades get a couple of monster fucking wins just when we think they're out of it. Big time. Um, this is the second time I just want to say that Chelsea has shipped three goals since changing their shirt sponsor due to contractual reasons to a number three. Yes. They're just like, <laughs> this is how many goals we give up. And Ross goes, I like green crayons. They taste the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was um, absolutely brilliant uh, watching them flounder in the way they did to Sheffield United. Uh, however, did not help Arsenal nor Tottenham's, uh, just want to point out, Europa League uh, ambitions. Nope. Uh, neither did you, 
Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I'm sorry. Shit, the buck fast starting to kick in. Uh-huh. Uh, shitting the bed against um, wolves. Well, when you play with eight players and you don't start two <laughs> central midfielders, it's hard to win soccer matches. Oh, they were there. They just decided to take the day off standing up. Were they? Were they really there? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Arsenal Leicester was honestly a fairly boring game. To be honest with you, we started well, boss the first half. We didn't kill the game off, which is of course terribly annoying. Right. Um, and then uh, Eddie and Ketia comes in. I agree with you uh, once again. Definite red. Uh, less than a minute on the pitch. Quite annoying. Um, and I think with eleven men on the field, we we hold out. The ball from Damari Gray should never have gotten to the point that it got to, uh, in my opinion. When he crossed, should have never found its way uh, all the way into the box like that. It passed three, four Arsenal players and the goalkeeper. Right. Um, but what are you going to do? Ten men switched off momentarily. That's it. Yep. It's end of story. And they're, they're a good, they're, Leicester are a good side that'll make you pay when you fuck up. And that's right. what happened. Well, and also the in the Enketia uh, uh, red card, we didn't talk about the uh, West Ham Burnley match because we're going to talk. We were talking just about West Ham in general, and we're going to talk about Burnley in general at the end of the show. Um, and Burnley Junior, this is part of this segment. Well, Burnley Junior is playing very, very well. Oh, Sheffield, very Sheffield well. United. If Inketias is a red card, Truckowski's uh, is is has to absolutely be. a red card. Absolutely fucking has to be. <laughs> it was much more malicious. Yeah, he stamped right on the guy's calf. Mm-hmm. Was, directly in behind. Stupid. Directly in behind. Stomped on his calf. I mean, it was it was legitimately the exact same placement of foul and foot was in the same position, and it was more malicious than in Katia's. And, and like I said. Unfortunate red, but he deserved it. He, I mean, he it was his first touch. He came right on. Suck for me. He's a fantasy player for me. Walked right on. Walked right the fuck off. Yep. Minus two points for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. Um, I I don't get the decision making process. We we talked about. Uh, I think it was on injury time last week about players, especially young players, trying too hard, and I think that was an example of that. Right. He wanted to come on and make a difference so badly. He did something rash. And obviously, it hurt the club. Hopefully, he'll learn from it, and we'll move forward. Um, with Arteta at the helm, I think there is a glimmer of something positive to come. Yep. And we are still stuck with people that don't want to be positive uh, at the moment uh, in terms of some of the veterans. Um, so it's it's kind of hard coming to fruition, right? Uh, at the moment, but I, I I still hold faith that that will happen. <laughs> yep. Now the for for Sheffield. I really am starting to think Europe is going to be a possibility. As long as you guys don't win the FA Cup, I think they finish in seventh, and I think they get the I think they get the final FA. They get the, the nine. final yeah. uh, Europe it, spot. It, if we if we don't beat City, I see City lifting the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we do beat City, it's anybody's game. Us, but those United but those, or Chelsea, right? But whoever it, gets through, right? If you don't get through. United or Chelsea are both in top five positions, so they're going to Europe. Does, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. but I, th- I either I think City yeah. destroys any yes. one of the three of us. The Blades are actively losing for you to lose this weekend. Absolutely. They, they, you out of the FA Cup, then all they have to do is worry about is their future. Ma- is make sure Chelsea, United, or <clears throat> really you want Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea or City. Ch- no, I, any of the three would be good. Right. We're the only right. thorn You're in the their only, side. Yep. Yeah. Because everybody else, you have to imagine, especially on United's recent form, 
will finish in the in the uh, European places. Wolves on a bit of a slide until you run into the old slump buster, as I like to call them. The old boys in blue of Everton. <laughs> Man, that uh, that first half, like, you know, Ancelotti came out with a different formation, tried to run a little something different. It seemed to be working. It seemed to be okay. And then just a silly foul in extra in the added time gets them a penalty and they score. And then it all went to shit uh, after that. What was it? A minute after coming out, yeah. you gave up your second goal. Yep. And I do want a quick mention for Raul Pogba mm-hmm. uh, and his penalty taking abilities. <laughs> uh, if you notice his run up, you'll get that joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was a good one when I it wrote was a it. Good one. I guess it didn't hit as hard, it, Mel. It hit just fine. You, I was laughing when you said uh, <laughs> old Raul Pogba, and that's I was laughing. I thought at that I was going to get one of your big ones. It didn't uh, do anything. Well, you know, they oh, can't flat. all they can't all be winners now, can they? Killer? <laughs> they can't Lighten all be bangers, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had an excuse to use that one yet. <laughs> I thought go. it was appropriate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was tough. And then honestly, you know, the Richarlison goal that happened earlier on steroids. Okay, from a. Uh, <laughs> From uh, Diego Jota uh, taking down properly uh, one of those crosses and um, and finishing it appropriately. Well, if it wasn't old short arms in the net, it was on the near post, so it would have probably been saved. Um, if it was so, Neville, uh, is that when you shared the Neville South Hall article? Oh, I saved it. I shared it this morning. It <laughs> okay. was today that it was today in 1981 that he got uh, he he was signed by Everton. I thought you were I'm just like, thought you were just pissed and reminiscing. Like, Jordan lad, maybe you should watch uh, yeah. old Neb's. Uh, <laughs> way he used to play keeper take a few notes man knew how to save a ball every once in a while you you let one go between your legs almost let it go over the line and you can see in the replay as he's scooping up the ball he's smiling he's he's smiling sam <laughs> he was smiling there you go um i'd just like to say uh come one all uh come one come all you know villa uh, sheffield and bournemouth if you're feeling down you're feeling lonely you feel like you need to get a few points Come on over to Everton. We're <laughs> shipping them away right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> up the fucking toppies. Here's my shot of fucking Malort. You know, the greatest thing is, is uh, like sportsdirect.com's warehouse is for sporting attire and, and track suits and such. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Everton is the sports direct of the Premier League at the moment. Just shipping points left and right for little to no fees. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> well, uh, in, in, in some defense to, to Everton, they're stripped thin. There's nothing. And when you see, like, the game, the prior game, uh, the Southampton game, Andres Gomez is barely running because he's just, he's out of gas, you know? And the, the whole that, team- that game for me was pretty energetic, to be honest with right. you. Um, it was, and it, the, the football wasn't particularly attractive. No, but, but it, it was, was a fun game. To, it, was it was a fun, a fun game to watch. Yeah, it was, it was end-to-end. It was... Almost like two top of the table huh. championship teams going that, after that. It. That Wolves match. That Wolves match was. Yeah, I hear you. Nice try. <laughs> that Wolves match was. Um, Wolves didn't even break a fucking sweat and beat us three 0 Like it was appalling. Now, I will tell you, I will gladly take a shot of Malort for the next three matches and lose all the next three matches if Ancelotti gets to see what he needs to see and figures this club out. Yeah. And figures what he needs and learns what he has. Like I'm I'm okay with that because the beauty of this is is I'd rather lose the last four on the bump under Ancelotti than have one of those miraculous winning streaks that we seem to have every year when it was under Kuman in his first year or Martinez in his first year or um Silva in his first year yeah. or the end of Allardyce's uh run 
or hell, 90% of the time when Moyes was coaching us. Like, I'd much rather see us have a shit finish and figure out what the fuck we got, what the fuck we need to buy, than watch, you know, they just kind of all bleh. No, definitely. Um, I had a quick mensch uh, for our sure. boy Jose yeah. uh, getting in touch. Told me a lovely anecdote about his friend picking Chelsea based on the color of their shirts because he's not super into football because it was one of the only sports that was around during lockdown. Right. Got super into football. Oh, good on uh, Well, chose Chelsea. He's a woke individual, if you will. Okay. Very proud of his Chelsea Black Lives Matter shirt. Just wanted to point out the irony in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I just say Chelsea fans. What I did enjoy from Chelsea, though, was watching uh, Olivier Giroud and Christian Pulisic um, continuing their fine form. Uh, uh, was brilliant for them in both of their matches. Um, and then I guess you'll probably want to get on uh, to... Well, first we'll just uh, hit on Manchester United real quick. Okay. Big win over Villa. Um, but you could start to tell in that win over Villa that they were starting to slow down. And it bit him in the ass today when they tried to see out the game against uh, Southampton. Now, m- misfortunate that a player went off that had just come on. You probably badly do, as well. You probably do see that out if that player stays on the pitch. Yep. But ninety fourth minute, give up a goal, you end up drawing two two, and you go from being on cruise control and everybody's like, "Ah, Europe, it's theirs!" Right now, they still get to play Leicester, so they got every chance of getting into Europe, into but, into the Champions League specifically. <clears throat> right, the Champions they're League in spot. fifth, and I don't think they're going to fall out of fifth. Right, but Champions League's ultimately yeah. what they really uh, of want. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but as United fans, all the doubt comes creeping back in. All the Norwegian of gym course. teacher pep talks start yep. come creeping back in because that little that 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 little bit of doubt actually happened today. 100%. Now, we chatted a little bit about uh, Arsenal and Leicester already, so why don't uh, we just... uh, You know what, Sam? The microphone is yours. Talk all you want about the uh, North London Derby. Sad Kalazanec. It's just me and you, buddy. Just want to talk to you. Hopefully, you're listening. You're a cunt. That was a terrible pass. Uh, I don't know if you're cross-eyed. I don't know if you didn't look at all, if you closed your eyes because you were scared. Uh, but you turned back towards your own goal, even though you had Kieran Tierney, who replaced you earlier in the season, um, free and wide, decided not to pass to him, turn to your own goal, and then play a, a pass about three yards or four yards wide of David Luiz, who also was in the wrong for coming too close to you. I'll, I'll give you that much. And then was also weak in the recovery. Um, you ruined the game for us. It was terrible. Um, that back line needs to go. All three of them, not happy. Uh, also had a brief fleeting moment of maybe if he wasn't in the car, we'd be rid of Ozil's contract when those knifers took over. Ah. Uh, yeah, so he saved us that headache too. Now you see a mean friend, a mean friend would have brought that up and, and reveled nope. reveled in one's misery. Right? I'll give much, it- much like how you reveled in the misery of me when Liverpool finally won the league. And Sam, I just want to let you know, I'm a better friend than you are. I'm a better human being than you are. And Whoa. and see, you need to understand, I, I model myself off of everybody's inspiration, Mr. Son. 
And what a deserving recipient for that <laughs> first done. goal, for that for that gift You're that dick. was given to him. You're it was so lovely, dick. wasn't it? And, you know, we, we strive, myself and Son strive to be more, to be better, to be inspiration to the children. Sammy, Sammy, look at me. To the children. Damn it. Please continue. Alexandre Lacazette is a saint, as is Emiliano Martinez. They were both excellent. Mason Greenwood with your thunderbolt. Uh, eat your heart out. Lacazette showed you how to properly strike a ball from outside the area. Okay. Uh, Troy Dini, you can only do that from the spot. Take notice. Alexandre Lacazette, let you know what, let me call him by his proper name, Zeus, because he was throwing fucking lightning bolts. Okay. Okay. That, that was that. Uh, and then. If only he could have done it twice. And then. Uh, oh, by the way, fuck Giovanni LaCelso. He's a bitch too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a big bitch. Uh, Aubameyang struck the bar. Hugo Lloris was equal to an excellent half volley, uh, also from Aubameyang. Um, very unlucky. Uh, and then, really, this this game, I think... Was it truly excellent, Sam? If it was excellent, wouldn't it have gone in the back of the net? Uh, no, it was a great... There was nothing else he could have done with it. It was an excellent strike. Okay. But Lloris made a fantastic save. There, I mean, both of them stood on their heads in that... In that uh, Melissa. Instant. Did I just hear... Sam Graham compliment a spur. Isolate that, please. I mean, I didn't. I was playing my island game because okay, I figured good. he was going to talk for the next half hour. Yeah, pretty much. He's not uh, crying yet, so he's certainly not done. I don't even know who the fuck who scored their second goal. I didn't write it down because I'm just mad. I guess Alderweireld well on oh a, yeah a on a header. Uh, header. Kieran Tierney was marking one of their center backs. Why? <laughs> Sam, answer the fucking question. I'd be because he looks up to him. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he looked up to him heading the ball in the back of the net. It was absolutely atrocious for my boys uh, at the back. It was very disappointing. Emiliano Martinez did everything he could. Played very, very well. We had chances to kill the game off again and didn't. Um, and they made us pay for it. It was a typical Jose performance. I don't think they played particularly well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what it was. Nice to see Pepe get stuck in, uh, put in a couple tackles as well. Um, Mark, our friend, mm -hmm. did very well to not talk to me that day, nor today. Oh yeah, we all uh, know not to talk to you. You're just so he's he was good. He was good. I'll give him that respect. Lose. He is going to text me tomorrow. I'm sure. Yep. Because it's been now forty hours or so. Yep. Because um, you're a sore loser. Very. I, I don't lose well. I'm. I'm. Like Klopp in that respect. Much like the Shadow Malort you're going to do, Sam, try to be more like me. More like Son. An inspiration to the children. It was very depressing, this game. And I just want to say, um, <clears throat> I'm not okay. You're not okay? After, I'm not okay, not okay after this. No, no. <laughs> come I'm, come enjoy. Drink Malort with us. I'm not okay. We've had our Shadow Malort. You have your Shadow Malort. God, it tastes awful, doesn't it? Kind of yep. tastes like losing the Spurs. Finishing things up in Osa. That happened in Sam. We're already at 45. I know we got 20 to cover, so or let's keep it rolling. Than. Oh, 55. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, all right. Finishing it up. Manchester City 5, Newcastle nil. Manchester City 5, Brighton nil. Manchester City 5, everybody else nil. Manchester <laughs> uh, Liverpool 3, Brighton nil. Liverpool 1, Burnley 1. Uh, 10 fucking goals in two games, Sam. 10 fucking goals in two games. 25 goals and two, I'm sorry, three against. It's since the restart yeah. for City. They've been absolutely... The word I, I chose to use uh, after the Brighton game was delectable. Yeah. 
City were just absolutely delectable. Uh, you could taste the performance. It was brilliant. I do want to point out the uh, hat trick goal of Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Going up for an obviously not going to win header. Right. Uh, the defender heading it straight up into the air, then falling over after bumping into Sterling. Sterling falling over, and the ball just miraculously landing on top of his head and nutmegging Matt Ryan. And going right into the you back of the net. you got to be fucking kidding me. It's like, you know, <clears throat> talent perpetuates luck. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And luck R- perpetuates confidence, and it's a never en- and confidence perpetuates talent. It's a never-ending circle. Right place, right time. You think you're going to score, you put yourself in a pl- position to score, and you fucking score. And City's been doing that all season, and this was just in, I know I keep using the word, in microcosm, that was City. Um, Brighton to just touch on them real quick between their two matches. Uh, Brighton's just happy to still be up, and they're just seeing out the season now, aren't they? Eight goals and so. two, and and a pleasant quote, pleasant uh, guard of honor to uh, Liverpool as they walked in. I, why are we still getting guards of honor? Because it's Liverpool, and they chokes on dicks. That's what happens, man. Everybody's going. Please Liverpool. remember. Please remember this is DU during the day. Yes. He <laughs> chokes on dick. That's what happens. All right. Everybody for Liverpool. That's what it is. I don't care if it's my blue colored fucking glasses. Sti- that's exactly what it is. Sticking with it. Got it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, the Newcastle, both of these were training matches. To oh, be my God. They did, um, demolished um, them. Nine shots on target. Newcastle only had one. City had five goals. So they scored on more than 50% of their shots. They had 73% possession. And really, there's not much else to say. Although, Matt Ritchie, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible tackle um, that took the ball into his own player. Yep. Uh, which I think was for, uh, Frederico Fernandez. Yep. And yep. got him the fine for scoring an own goal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Idiot. Absolutely terrible. Um, that was that was pathetic. So, Quickly with City and then move on to Liverpool and wrap Liverpool and Burnley and wrap this up is City is one of those teams that a lot of the soccer purists and supporters have uh, really don't have much opinion of. It's like, oh, they're nouveau riche. They just got a ton of money. They're successful now because they can buy everything. We kind of have this eh attitude about them, right? Yeah. Eh, it's it's not a respect. It's not even a hatred. It's just a eh. Whatever you buy the league. Great, good on you, right? Mm-hmm. Does this financial fair play ruling, and we're, I don't want to get into the X's and O's of what happened, but simply put, they have, for a $10 million fine, are allowed to break the rules. Yep. And they openly broke the rules. They vehemently would not cooperate with the powers that be. Oh, which is why they wanted the excessive fine right. that they lowered from 30 million euros. Right, right. Do we finally now have a reason just as overall supporters to be like, yeah, fuck city. hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like we finally do. 100%. I feel like we really finally have a reason to hate city. Cause it's like, Oh, you had this huge injunction of uh, this influx of cash and, and everything changed for you and your fortunes changed for you. And now you're acting like you're the fucking Kings of the fucking planet. And it's just because you got a fuck ton of money and financial fair play doesn't, let you get away with it who watch in three years are going to be there patting themselves on the back when they fucking sanction Everton going we saved them from themselves see financial fair play works which is exactly what's going to fucking happen and it's the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer and nobody could fucking care it's it's pretty terrible and I think the poster child of that now for us in the Premier League 
is Manchester City. The last thing that I will say about the court for arbitration of sports ridiculous and frivolous ruling was that it was definitely a win for the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what they said, too. Fuck off. Now, um, Liverpool gets the win against Brighton. Um, Liverpool ties Burnley 1-1. Uh, Liverpool didn't get Burnleyed. Liverpool got poped. Nick yeah. Pope. Why is he not the number one? My, my guy is the number one. Why is Nick Pope not the number one for fucking England? His distribution is garbage. That's exactly why. Because Jordan Pickford distributes play, well. plays the ball out of the back very well. <clears throat> Throws, kicks. He's accurate. And he sprays and is prone all and is over. prone to giving up a goal. And the last time yep. I checked, what a goalkeeper is not supposed to do is give up fucking. That's goals. their one fucking job is Nick make sure Pope, the ball doesn't go in the back Nick of the net. Pope was outstanding this weekend. Jesus, I he was think incredible. No matter what happens, you will see Nick Pope move on from Burnley. You will see uh, McCarthy move on from Southampton, and you will see um, uh, Ramsdale Ramsdale from move Bournemouth. on from Bournemouth. Yeah. Now they may end I think up, you may see Heaton move on if if uh Villa goes down. I think one of them you might see end up at Leeds being such a big club coming back up. Right. Um pro- maybe uh Ramsdale. Yeah. You might see end up at Leeds because Bournemouth are in a similar position to to any club being promoted being expected to be in. Right, correct. Um and and obviously having the wherewithal to deal with it. Uh but I think somebody like Newcastle um, even though they have Dubravka, I think they could get fair coin for Dubravka. They could buy one of these other goalkeepers relatively cheaply and be able to take the money from Dubravka selling him to the continent and put that into more players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think you see somebody like... Um, I just, the one thing I hope is that they don't end up at clubs where they're the number two. I think Keaton ends up at a club where he's a number two, but I think it's by choice. Um, if... If Villa goes down, I think Keaton is the number two at Man U next year. Oh, they may at this point they may bring Dean Henderson back. But you want Dean Henderson playing at his age, right? Absolutely, you do. Um, I'm not saying it was a good decision for the player, right? right. Uh, it, it it's all on what what the club need at that. I point. think they'll loan out Dean Henderson again, and I think I, hope so. I think they'll bring in a guy like Keaton because yeah. then they they just it's utter and complete confidence. You know, if De Gea is having a, a one of his brain fart weeks, you can put in. Heaton and Heaton's going to get the job fucking done. Yep, absolutely. So, that's, but that's I think one of the one of the clubs in London, somebody like Crystal Palace, uh-huh. which technically would be a step up from Bournemouth or mm. a step up from Southampton. Um, Guaita is a pretty decent keeper, but though. Maybe not Southampton, yeah. but that's a step fair. up from Bournemouth probably. Um, I think Watford. Ben Foster's getting older. That would be a step up in stature because those clubs have been around. In the Premier League for longer. Chelsea apparently wants Pickford, and I don't think we can't sell him fast enough if they want to give us money. And then you would end up with one of these guys at at your place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, If you did that. Um, And if they want him, I I still don't think they're sold on Kepa. Yep. Necessarily. Um, One final question to wrap up this segment and uh, make it real quick. Uh, Does Liverpool get 100 points? They need seven in their next three. Yeah, and they've got to play the mighty Arsenal and, on Thursday. And then they got to play Chelsea. Is it Thursday or Wednesday? Uh, Thursday. I think I, it's Thursday, right? Thursday. Thursday or Wednesday. Who knows? We'll gotta, know We'll know in injury time. Got to play the mighty, mighty Arsenal on Thursday, and that's never a guaranteed three points. Ooh. You heard it here first. Well, well, and also... Fucking shoot me, mate. Also, <laughs> Sam, you win that game. 
precisely because you're fucking Arsenal. Just yeah. to drive, just, <laughs> just to piss me off, just yeah. to really drive just Gunner fans off. a little yeah. extra fucking yeah. crazy. You're going to be standing to on off. the top of the building, looking over, ready to jump off, and you're going to win two nil, and you're going to be like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." Yeah. We lose five nil to City in the FA Cup semifinal. Yeah, you know, you know what the, the Arsenal's results, especially towards the end of the season, you know what they are? Mm. White out, heard, yeah, liquid paper, just, just going right over the cracks. <laughs> Yeah, ah, it doesn't exist. Yep. It's fine. It's spackle. Doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, not really even as good as dry wood or yeah. drywall. And drywall sucks. Just uh, a little spackle right uh, over that. I am honestly it's fine. I'm honestly beginning to wonder. I don't think I it's not that I don't think Klopp wants it. It's not that I don't think the supporters want it. I don't think the players really fucking care to get to get the hundred points either. They're happy with the fucking title. Nah. You yeah, know, they don't give a I shit. Just, and in some regards, you can't blame them. But it's just it's fitting because then all the the Reds who desperately want to have the hundred point season desperately want to be the greatest team of all time end up just winning one trophy. Which I will remind every single one of them just win one. Stop saying that. Oh, the Club World the Cup. The Club World Cup. Yeah, yeah, because because that meant something when they won it. But every time they never won it, they didn't. Oh, it's a waste of a tournament. But <laughs> that's Jose. Come on, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, I won a treble this season. Included the, the, the community the shield. shield and the yes. fucking thing. Come on. So the the my my last thought on them is that I will say every single Liverpool fan I asked, every single one, I said you can have only one and it's just the Prem. Would you take it? They all said yes. So when they start pitching and moaning, let's remind them. You said if you could have just one and it's the Prem, would you take it? They said fucking yes. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Sammy, you got Jamie F. Vardied, and now find yourself down $3,347. Awesome. So I'm assuming 5000 is just around the corner as you're just going to pick whack job bets the rest of the way to try to catch me. No. So this one, I'm actually going to pick a decent bet here. <laughs> okay. And I'm only betting 100 on it. Oh, Okay. Oh, the, oh, the oh, the bookie said no more, huh? Because that's no. all he has left is a hundred. I'm saving it for the final game of the season. <laughs> oh, okay. Where you try all to 10? come back? <laughs> heard, heard. <laughs> all right, go for it. Uh, so I have Everton versus Aston Villa. Nope. Don't you dare pick Villa. I've got a draw. Nope. On the cards, under two and a half goals, and Richarlison to score at any time. So basically, a one-one draw with Richarlison, with Richarlison to score. That is my bet. One hundred cold hard U.S. dollars will bring me back nineteen hundo. Wow! Fine. He just insured a Villa win. Yep, probably did. All right. Well, let's check in on. Uh, just trying to do my thing for the people. You know, <laughs> the let's, real people's club, Aston Villa. Let, <laughs> let, let's 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 check on someone who is now. <laughs> $8 under, under 1000 because his bet hit. <laughs> and now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Wait, $8 under 1000 So he's minus 992 Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> big... How come, how come you say to me, it make me look like such an asshole, you're down this amount of money, and well, then for him you go, oh, he's $8 down over uh, under 1000 What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Call him a cunt too. He's minus nine ninety two. Now, <laughs> now let me read this, and you'll understand exactly why I just said what I said. Well, th- I'm big money. Like- well, finally, <laughs> after weeks of losing, I've won dot 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 eight fucking dollars. Oh my god! 
the guy might know what he's talking about when he's trying to set up a fucking segment. Don't Read care. my fucking notes, you fucking tool. No. Um, I'm just uh, taking one bet this week, and not even a good game, but I think I've got a feeling about it. Friday, it is West Ham playing Watford. I've got a pick. I got it at a pick'em, and I'm going to put a hundred dollars down on Watford at plus one twenty. Have a uh, great week, and I'll talk to you later. In terms of actual betting, that's a very dangerous game to bet. It is because it's very unpredictable. A hundred percent. You yeah. could very well get the gentleman's elbow bump since we can't <laughs> shake hands, Mel. Right. Uh, due to COVID. Hence, hence why I was telling you he was only down. He was down eight dollars under a thousand because he only won eight dollars. I was setting up the joke, but you just you, again back of the shirt. All about me. That's what your shirt says. No, you just had to go. You know into what it that. is is I just don't like getting shit on and other people performing almost as badly and not getting shit on. Okay, I'm still trying to figure oh, hold out on, hold math. On. If he's eight under, how has he won eight dollars? He won eight. No, he was down a thousand even. Right, uh-huh. and he won eight bucks. So now he's only down nine ninety two. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. I just needed it yeah. explained by somebody else. Um, I'd also like to know um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? More than three times worse than what he is. Close to what I'm doing. Hey, <laughs> you're at thirty three hundred. Listen, and he's at nine hundred. Let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Is he winning? Nope. Well, fuck him. You know who <laughs> is winning? <laughs> Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Dare I say, Daddy is on a heater. Oh, my God. I am now up. Oh, Jesus. I forgot to write it down. Man. <laughs> uh, well, it was, since we don't know, it's unproven. It was 437 was the win, and it was I was at two, 264. So I'm now at like 437 was the win. Yep. 264 would be seven hundred and. Six, seven hundred six. You know what's great is I could pull out the calculator and help you guys out, but I'm just sitting here watch this go down. Yep. So right, I'm seven hundred bucks up, essentially. Yeah. You know what seven hundred bucks up isn't? Down three grand. Okay. Or down nine nine eighty nine ninety two <laughs> nine ninety two. All right. And what was even more. Fitting is that I actually yes oh six seventy three I think it's six seventy three that'll work yeah I that sounds that, that sounds right I thought it was in the like high six hundreds yeah oh so I was guesstimating yeah. before I, can, I just forgot I to can put go it down. on a shopping spree with those winnings <laughs> yeah and uh, I thought it was even more fitting that I hit my bet on the same way you when you lost your bet was me Jamie Vardy scoring to make your game a tie made my bet hit that was pretty great. So this week, I think I'm going to go ahead and do the second little F you and just rub it in a little bit more, Sammy. I'm going to take Jamie F. and Vardy to score at any time as the Foxes play the Blades, and I'm going to take them to draw as well. So I want to draw and Vardy to score at any time at plus 900. You know, Sam, I'm looking in that mirror. I don't even see you there. Are you back there? Are you, are you, are you even back there? Are you a couple towns away? I haven't seen you for a while. Where are you? Well, hit the button. Uh, now, I'm just, I'm just watching. Now, that was a great segment. Was a week, it? it? I mean, well, okay. That was a mediocre segment. For him, it was a great segment. Yeah. But we're going to improve upon that segment because we give you Kitty the Chicken. All right. Great news for you Kitty fans. She's in much better spirits. And she's also back to over 500, so things are seemingly back to normal up in the coop. So this week, I gave Kitty 
<coughs> Man City hosting the Cherries. Now, Kitty started clucking Wonderwall. You know, it's one of her favorite songs by her favorite group. And uh, she pulled out her cell phone because now Gertie's letting her back into the coop oh, to good. get her cell That's phone good. and her That's iPad and stuff. And she pulled out a picture of her backstage at another Oasis concert. So clearly she's going with City for the win. She's also a very old chicken because they haven't yeah. played together since 94. Oh, gotta, yeah. Oh, she's got a lot. She was. I think she used to follow them for a while. And Noel and Liam haven't spoken to each other in fucking years. Well, I know. But, she's well, still working on uh, that. Remember, she's been doing the the uh, brothers counseling. Oh, that's the right. Yeah. Counseling yeah. Here so at the if, coop. Well, if Kitty's involved, you got to imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean. All we can expect is there's an Oasis reunion tour coming. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> and also the fact that Kitty just gets all around the world. I mean, she is the you most uh, world-renowned chicken. You know who's fit? Who? Who's fit? Uh, Noel's daughter. Anais? Anise? Anais? Cool, mate. It's all right. As the segment goes crashing into a wall, honey, what should you uh, uh, always do? I think you're supposed to not stalk daughters, but always gamble legally and She's responsibly. Of She's of age. We didn't play, and, and Sluts didn't play. Segment over. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, DU didn't play. FK Slutsk is off until uh, next Friday, and I'll watch the match then. Yep. M- hopefully some much-needed rest, because they have been on a bit of a slide lately. Bit of a spiral. Uh, and uh, that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Unfortunately, though, I, uh, I point to my esteemed colleague for parting words, which really sucks, because... Typically, when he has parting words, it's because somebody's doing some really awful fucking shit. That's and right. and as he's proclaimed many a time, he's going to keep talking about it if people keep doing it. Well, Sammy, regrettably, I pass the microphone over to you. Any parting words? Yes, sir, I do. Yeah, fuck. In a reincarnation from a few weeks ago of calling out cunts, um, I have to take a 12-year-old to task. Because prior to the Aston Villa Crystal Palace game, uh, a we found out later, a uh, 12-year-old boy decided to, tw- uh, not tweet, it was uh, on Instagram, he messaged um, Wilfred Zaha from Crystal Palace, uh, calling him a black cunt. He said, you better not score today, you black cunt, or I will show up at your house dressed as a ghost. Um, I mean, really? And then uh, proceeded to send him a picture of members of the KKK. I have two things that I uh, find absolutely abhorrent here. uh, And then one other thing that I find mildly amusing. First abhorrent thing. Where are the parents? What the fuck are you doing? Why the fuck can't you teach your child to be a nice, loving person? Right. One. Second, the child got one A. The child got arrested. Why weren't the parents arrested? He learned this shit from somewhere. Uh, in the UK, they have much more stringent laws against um, hate speech uh, and everything else. Obviously, they don't have the Constitution. There is no f- free speech, as it were. Um, so hate speech falls under to non-protected speech there and you get arrested for it. Here, that hate speech actually has to lead to a riot for you to be charged with that crime. Right. There, doesn't have to. 
Um, and he, okay, so that's and forget the fact that he was a child. Good on them for flat out putting still cold, arresting him. cold steel to his wrist and arresting his fucking ass. Yeah, you'll learn something from that, won't you, little one? At, I hope so. Hope his parents do, mm-hmm. um, because it's absolutely ridiculous and abhorrent. Number two, just the fact that it was a fucking child. Number one, parents, why does your child have Instagram at 12 years old? Number two, why does he feel comfortable saying these words? Number three, why does he feel these these ways? Not taking blame away from the child because ultimately he is the one that typed the words. Where were the parents? Does this child even know what the severity does of those know, words mean? Does he even know what he's what, saying? What the image of a Ku Klux Klan pitcher means? No, he doesn't. Images of someone in blackface on a on and a cornflake box. What did, what that means? Does, excellently, excellently yeah. brings me to my final point that I found mildly amusing. Get your own racist shit, you little cunt. The Ku Klux Klan is ours. Okay, <laughs> that's a uniquely American fucking thing. You yeah, dickhead. Wait a minute. <laughs> you dickhead. Get your own racist shit. That's ours. Okay. <laughs> at least at the bare fucking minimum. If you're going to be a cunt, if you're going to be a cunt, if you're going to break the golden motherfucking rule. What is the golden rule, Sam? Of not being a cunt. Don't be a cunt. That's the golden rule, DBAC. But if if, if you're going to break the rule of not being a cunt, at least, at least, for fuck's sake, be original. And you weren't. That's the one of the biggest problems I have with Americans using Nazi flags. That's already been decided, man. Yeah. We figured that one out. Also, belong to the Germans. Leave it alone. <laughs> it's not yours. You find your own yeah, shit. It's not yours. Find your own thing. Iron <laughs> Cross. Okay, fine. No one else had it. Oh, no, the Germans had that too. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least at the bare minimum. Be creative. Have at some the, originality for fuck's sake. God damn. Th- this absolutely highlights, absolutely brings into focus the importance of kneeling before games, of spreading the message of Black Lives Matter and continuing the education and the fight that we are now all in. The ignorance of these fucking assholes is willful. The ignorance of these people is a disease worse than COVID and we will fucking overcome. We will get it done and I will never stop using my platform as little as it might be to make that known. Fuck you, little boy. Fuck your parents. Eat a dick. Very good. Now, uh, with that in mind, we're going to introduce a new mascot to the fold. As we've just mentioned, our favorite motto is DBAC, and we like to use it in that regards because obviously we understand uh, the severity of the word in the English language versus the uh, Great Britain version of the word. But this is an English English Premier League show, so we're going to use... English Premier League, well, English slang, quote-unquote. So okay. we have DBAC. I would like to introduce to you, Sam, every time that there is a cunt out there, I'm going to put on the DBAC Bearhead, our newest mascot. So you had a cunt to talk about. Let me show you our new mascot. <laughs> don't be a cunt bear. Don't be a cunt. Please, just don't be a cunt. It's not that hard. Look, I have a pink head and I'm happy. Just don't be a cunt. It's (laughs) 
tad bit frightened, to be honest. <laughs> this, this actually, with you that hat on, might actually turn into a hashtag me too moment. Uh, we might run into a whole other set of issues here, and I'm very scared. However, I appreciate the effort, and that's brilliant. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm gonna get uh, Chris to do us a shirt that just says DBAC. DBAC, bear. yep. And, DBAC, bear. and maybe when we finally get back to having live shows again, we will make sure the DBAC bear is there. Yeah, and I'll take a picture of them, and we'll make a meme of them. And if we don't feel comfortable doing DBAC to somebody, we can just put up the bear, just picture of the bear face, yep. and go. <laughs> you know what that means? Absolutely. Um, so at the end of the day, the last couple things I have uh, is with a fifteen thousand three hundred dollar day, uh, three hundred dollar, three hundred people day testing positive in Florida. Mm-hmm. Wash your motherfucking hands. Wear your fucking mask. And stop taking your pathetic little anger out on black people. Yeah, very simple, isn't it? Very simple. Uh, one and get party- your own goddamn racist mascot, you cunts. Yeah, exactly. God damn. Now, uh, my my little uh, shout out, real quick. Although we were actively rooting for them to not win because uh, we didn't like how they ended up in the playoffs, there does have to be a hearty congratulations to Wickham, who has won promotion to the championship. It is the first time. In their 133-year history, they have made it up to the second flight of professional football. Well done. So Well done, lads. Good, good on them. And uh, one of the players on the team uh, jokingly in an interview said, the only call I'm taking on my WhatsApp tonight is from Klopp. Got a call from Klopp <laughs> to <laughs> congratulate him on the promotion. Uh, next up is injury time. It's us just uh, pre- uh, previewing the next week's games and uh, having a you little fun and that. talking about beer. And yeah. where, where do we find that, Sammy? www.patreon.com backslash DU football show. There are multiple tiers you can uh, do, donate to, to become a Patreon member. Um, $1 tier gets you a sticker. $5 tier gets you the extra content, a sticker, and a koozie. And a $9 tier gets you the full shebang. You also get a video about your club once a month uh, recapping how your fucking month went as a team. Yep. And what you need to do to change it based on our stupid-ass opinion. Right. Which means fuck all because we've learned from last week we got it all wrong. All of it. I was just about to say we were typically right. No, we're typically wrong. (laughs) So wrong. But pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, the Buckfast is definitely a flowing. Oh, it's hitting. Let's get to it. Thanks again, everybody. Have yourselves a great night. Until next time. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. A.K.A. the fucking Gooner Graham Stuff of a lord Look straight in shorts Sam Graham Sam Graham Hit the fucking new button